Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit vcrnow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part on this Friday for supporting your local mediocre internet show. I literally cannot insert anything else or like no, it just the completely train derails. The just like there's nothing there. there it's just like there's a we, bridge we, embankment. We straight up hit a brick wall. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making a sound guy. I gotta get this part of my hair down. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. Happy Friday. She got her hair. Uh, yeah, my hair is down. Well, kind of. There's, got it. Uh, at least in the front. Right. Uh, <laughs> today is Friday. Friday, mm-hmm. October 13th. <gasps> I do not like it. It's Friday the 13th in October it should be illegal. Okay, how are you going to That's I I want I like I want to talk this through. What's your enforcement mechanism on this? I mean, we add a random day in February every 4 years. Why don't we just take away a day to kind of even it out? <laughs> Today's Friday the 13th. <laughs> Girl, uh, 41 days until Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy birthday to... Um, Ooh, <laughs> imagine having a birthday on Friday the 13th in October. Matt Walsh, who's very funny. Ooh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen okay. is 52 today. Jerry Rice is 61. Does that right. help? Mm. Um, 
trying to think of any anyone else. That 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 seems about right. There you go. Uh, it is episode one thousand six hundred seventy-one on today's show, folks. Today's show, folks. We are going to get some financial advice from our college football insider Mike Craven on the uh, best bets for the college football weekend in a short weekend because there's a ton. There are a ton of midweek games. Mm-hmm. A lot. Uh, UTEP, UTEP got the win on Wednesday. Yeah, UTEP and Sam Houston played. Uh, Houston uh, played on on Thursday. Uh, who else? There's one, I think there's one more game on Thursday. Yeah, there's one more Texas. SMU team. plays on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, correct. So uh, anyway, uh, so but it's a shorter slate, but a really nice set of games, set of plays here for Mike Craven coming up here in just a moment. And then back half of the show's helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. We're answering your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel that you turned in on Wednesday. And we do thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that is what's coming up here on this here episode. Um, Want to remind you that tonight, Dave Campbell's Texas tonight. Football Tonight finally lives up to its billing. Dude. Been telling us since Monday, oh, it's Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight. No, it's not. But finally, tonight, it is. And the list of spotlight games is insane. It's a fantastic list of spotlight games. Tune in 7.30 p.m. Uh, on uh, YouTube and on TexanLive.com for free to watch free. whip-around coverage of the biggest Texas high school football games across the state. It's Texas High School Football Red Zone. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, TexanLive.com and on uh, YouTube uh, tonight on at what? 7.30? You guys mm-hmm. on the air? 7.30. Go with Grev. With Greg Powers. So a chicken express fueled Greg Powers. Yes. So you want to talk about like the most elite powers on camera. Talk about a man who's going to be bringing the heat. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Powers and Nick Lopius will be doing that. Make sure you go watch Dave Campbell's text football tonight. Tonight, 730 p.m. All right, Pickle. There's one man that I trust with my financial future. And it's Mike Craven, our college football insider, who has his best bets for Week 7 of the college football season in the state of Texas. Here it is, Craven Bats. It's Craven Bats, America's most lucrative segment here in Craven's Corner. Because on this corner, we make money. Uh, last week, uh, you would have been you, – we could all retire if we all just shorted Texas teams. Like, just a, a brutal week for Texas teams overall. Uh, you ended up coming out okay, though. Yeah, I did okay. It has been a brutal year for Texas teams. Five out of the top six teams in our college power poll lost last week, which which meant there wasn't a lot of movement because, like, where do you move them? You know, they all would move down. Um, you know, just nobody on top of their, their division standings. It's just been been a pretty rough year for the state of Texas. Well, let's make sure it's not a rough year for our bank account. Let's uh, let's get some financial advice from our financial advisor, Mike Craven. We're going to start. It's a shorter slate. We should mention it's a shorter slate because there's a bunch of midweek games. Um, mm-hmm. So by the time you're hearing this, we record this early. I guess you could probably tell uh, a lot of these games are going to be done. But there is a, a, a couple of plays that you like. We're going to start 2.30 p.m. on CBS as the Texas A&M Fighting Aggies look to bounce back going on the road to take on Tennessee, the number 19 team in the country. Tennessee is laying three points, but uh, you like the Vols at home. On the Aggie War Pod with Jay Arnold earlier this week, I took A&M. I think I've talked myself into the Tennessee side of this deal. A&M has the pieces to win. They can win. They can beat uh, Tennessee the way Florida did. Be better physically up front, dominate them. Tennessee wants to run the ball a lot more. Than people, than people know. 
But that secondary is so bad for A&M. This feels like the Joe Milton game, like the game that he's going to show everybody why, you know, so so many people are high on him. Uh, the Aggie secondary struggled against an Alabama team that isn't great at passing the football. They allowed Miami to throw for over 400 yards. I feel like Tennessee is going to abandon the run a little bit, use the quick passing game, go vertically, and just really test those corners. I don't know if A&M can score with them. A&M just four and six as a road dog under Jimbo Fisher. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, uh, come out with the, the win there. Uh, let's now matriculate, staying at 2.30, to, uh, over to ESPN uh, in Fort Worth, where uh, BYU will make their first trip to Fort Worth as a uh, big member of the Big 12 to take on a, uh, I think it's fair to say, reeling TCU team. Um, TCU, a six-point home favorite against BYU, I got to be honest, I don't necessarily understand this line. And and judging by your play here, you like the Cougars. I, I guess you maybe don't either. Yeah, it's one of those lines where it almost makes you nervous because it, it seems so weird that they must know something that you don't. And, and you know, Vegas isn't built by losers. These guys know what they're what they're doing. And so uh, I am a little bit worrisome about how easy that line feels to take the other way. BYU is a physical football team. They play a lot of close games. So even if TCU wins this by three or four, the BYU still side still cashes. I don't know the quarterback situation, who's going to be healthy, who's going to be not there. TCU struggled offensively to score points. This feels like it's going to be a low-scoring, close game, and BYU wins that on this ticket, whether they lose by three or win by three. Yeah, it, the, the, what's what's strange is I was doing research for this. Uh, TCU, despite going to the national championship last year, just five and four as a home favorite uh, under <laughs> under Sonny Dykes, which is kind of, kind yeah. of strange. Already lost two uh, home games this year. You know, they started 12-0 and under Sonny Dykes. They're four and five cents, you know. So, like, they, they've lost a decent amount of football games, and they've all been kind of close one-score games that they were winning last year. Now, all of a sudden, they're not winning. Uh, give me BYU plus six. Uh, one last play, 6 o'clock on FS1. Kansas State visits Texas Tech. The Red Raiders return back to Lubbock, where they are much more comfortable. Uh, One-and-a-half-point favorites are Texas Tech, and uh, we've talked at length about the uh, the difference between road tech and, and home tech, and you like home tech here. I like home tech here. I, some of this is just I don't know what Kansas State is, and they've been struggling. I, I think Texas Tech's good here. I think Texas Tech's offense has gotten better Sam's Tyler Shuck, you know, Baron Morton's thrown the ball deep very well. But beyond that, it feels like it's forced that Kitley and that offense to go, hey, we have Taj Brooks and he's the best player on our football team. Let's give, give him the football. He's ran for over 100 yards, I think, in four straight weeks. He's been been tremendous, was great last week against Baylor. I think at home with a solid defense that's playing better and better and with a run game like Tech, Tech might beat Kansas State the way Kansas State normally beats people. And that's going to be kind of an interesting recipe to watch unfold in Lubbock. Kansas State has not been awesome on the road, just four, five, and two against the spread on the road, uh, and four, two and three as an away underdog. He's Mike Craven. He is our financial advisor and the college football insider here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football on Craven's Corner, because on this corner, we make money. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs 
in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Okie dokie, Artichoke. It's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score on award-winning Hondas like the rugged and mm. reliable 2023 Ridgeline. Okay. Stop by your Helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. We love you, Honda. Thank you very much, North Texas Honda dealers, ntxhondadealers.com. ntxhonda.com? What is it? Uh, ntxhondadealers.com. ntxhondadealers.com. We love you very much. Also, we've almost certainly moved into 2024 ridgeline yeah. right i want that 2024 ridgeline correct i agree want it for free <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome uh i'll i'll get honda tattooed let's go guys mm-hmm. uh it's helpful honda mailbag friday we're answering your questions we do thank you for getting your questions in uh last week or rather on, on wednesday earlier in the week uh, for Helpful Honda Mailback Friday, we've gathered them up into your... Do you have your bushel basket? Mm-hmm. You have your bushel basket. The bushel's ready. Uh, so let's see what's in the bushel basket. Pickle, did anyone ask any questions? Um, yes. Do you think Melissa Cardinals can make it to state? I mean, we rank them as the number one team for a reason. It's funny because we haven't talked about Melissa in a minute mm-hmm. because... They've just kind of been they, dominating people. In the same way that like we haven't talked about like Alito in a minute. They have a big or game this Carthage. week against Burleson Centennial. Yeah, yeah. Carthage. Or these teams that are at the top that are just kind of known commodity. Benjamin, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about Benjamin. I'm trying to think of like the teams that are probably like the most locked and loaded number one teams melissa's going to be up there because yeah. one of the things that we that we probably haven't talked a ton about is the fact that in 5a division two you've got melissa at the top and then it's kind of a free-for-all for second place right right now the second ranked team in 5a division two is frisco emerson okay good team huge test tonight right against argo montgomery lake creek Fun team. Not sure that defense is going to hold up. I have questions about them. Right, Midlothian Heritage, really good team. Maybe I could see that. Got some playmakers. Texas High. Like, there is no... Melissa has right now 
not only the number one spot, but also the consistency mm-hmm. and the elite wins that they've got. I mean, this is still a team that's got a 36-point win over Argyle, that's got a 30-point win over China Spring, and it's got a 21-point win over Terrell. Like, those are the three best teams they've played. And by the way, now we're all kind of gearing up for Week 11, they take on Lovejoy. Lovejoy presently ranked number eight, mm-hmm. right? That'll be a big game. But what if they go out there and they smash them? And if you wanted to ask me right now, I would project that to be I would, the outcome I would at least of the game. Pick them to win, and I'd probably pick them to win by two touchdowns, seven to fourteen points. Yeah, yeah. like a, a game where they are the clear favorite. So yeah, like right now, Melissa has to be locked and loaded. I think your favorite to win five A Division two. Now they're going to have to go through a difficult region. They'll have to get by South Oak Cliff, a team we haven't even mentioned yet. But they'll have to get by South Oak Cliff. They'll have to get by, I believe Frisco Emerson. Frisco Emerson region two. Mm, that sounds right. Yeah, I think so. He said confident, confident, confidently. Uh, no, they're District three, so they're region one. Um, let's get through through a difficult region that includes Lovejoy, South Oak Cliff, right? But, like, it's right there for them. Like, to me, they came into the year talking state or bust, and I think that that is still the situation. It's state or bust. If they don't win state, it would be disappointing, I think, for them internally. So, there you go. I think that they, they right now are the, are the, are the clear favorites of 5A Division two. What's next, Pickle? Let's transition to who makes it out of Region Four and Four A Division One. Oh, geez, this is this is the mystery region. Mm-hmm. This and well, and what's funny is, like, so for uh, Region Four or Four A Division One, Region One, right? So we're talking about Four A Division One, Region One. Sure. Uh, yeah, Four. Uh, yes. Oh no, Region Four. Region Four, four of Four A Division One. Okay, Four A Division One, Region One. I mean, it probably has to be Bernie. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Bernie is was the is the, the state runner up. They're the defending regional champ. They're How's the, Cal Allen doing? They've got a big game this week against Alice. I want to see what happens when they play Alice. There, and then but, yeah, they're in the mix. That, Davenport is probably in the mix. But there's like there's a couple of teams now Lampasas hasn't looked terrible. They haven't looked bad. They no, Lampasas is bad. dangerous. There's one team that I would um, I would keep an eye on. Pleasanton. No. <laughs> Shout out Will Wilkerson, our digital social media. Um, so Lampasas has the one loss to Wimberley, but I don't mm-hmm. know if you necessarily bury them for that. Wimberley no, Wimberley's really fifth-ranked team. Really good. The team that I'm keeping an eye on and I'm not throwing dirt on is Port Lavaca Calhoun. Okay? Yeah. Calhoun is 3-3. Three and three, Okay? They have losses to Stafford. They have losses to Yoakum and Gregory Portland. Okay, now Yoakum's a state-ranked 3A team. Mm-hmm. It's a 3A team, but state-ranked 3A team. Stafford, it's week one. I don't know how much you do. And they lose to Gregory Portland, who's a 5A team. Mm-hmm. They also have a history of doing this. They're also that team. They're one of those teams that, like, always shows up in the third round of the playoffs with four losses mm-hmm. or something like that. So I'm not throwing dirt on Port Lavaca, Calhoun. Right now, the pick is Bernie. Yes. I think it has to. It's be. Bernie's to lose. It's Bernie's to lose. I think that's a great way to put it. It's Bernie's to lose. Um, I would say, and they're probably. I mean, they're going to finish nine and one because they're. I think they're going to romp through their district. Um, they're going to finish nine and one, and then it's going to be theirs to lose. Um, but yeah, I would say Bernie's got to be the favorite there. What's next, Pickle? Um, 
what does the rest of the season for Longview seem to look like? And hey, Taylor Tatum, congrats on being the TD leader. Yeah, uh, he did, uh, as Greg Powers mentioned on our Wednesday show, he became the uh, Longview uh, touchdown record holder. Which is just crazy. Which is crazy to think about, considering it's not like he's been playing for 100,000 years. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's not like it's a Shadow Creek and you've been playing for like uh, seven seasons, you know? <laughs> so, I think Longview's going to finish 9-1. I think they're past... The I think they've got one more game that I will have an eye on, McKinney and that is North. next week at McKinney North. Yeah, and and that the, the reason is it's on the road at McKinney North, mm-hmm. going and to the same barn where they've already lost a game. Exactly. On top of the fact that then they also had to make the trip mm-hmm. down for to play uh, the, Lancaster to uh-huh. play at Forney. Mm-hmm. Like they've been traveling home, <laughs> home Longview and road Longview. I think are different things. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think that they, I think they feel it. Mm-hmm. Going to McKinney North will not be fun. They will be favored. They will be the team to beat in that game. Mm-hmm. But like that's a challenge. Well, heck, the rest of the rest their district, be, they should win. They that, should. That could probably be for the district championship right there. McKinney North is yeah. five and one and three and zero oh in district. Yeah, it might be. I mean, they're, if if McKinney North beats Lufkin this week, they got to go to Lufkin, which is no fun. No. Uh, but if they go to Lufkin and get a win, then next week sets up what is going to be essentially a, a district championship mm-hmm. game. Um, you know, now McKinney North, I want to say they've still got to play Forney. So they'll, so okay. like Forney can do the three-way tie thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that, yeah, right now we're careening towards a district championship game between McKinney North and Longview in McKinney on a, is that a Thursday night affair? No, it's a, no, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. Uh, yeah. um, Friday night, big game. Right now, Longview, though, I mean, they're the number two team in the state for a reason. I think they're really good. I think that defense is elite. Um, and I think it's going to hold them in games. Can the offense, can Andrew Tutt do enough? That's going to be the question all year. It's, it's on It's on him. I hate to put it on one player, but it's it's about Andrew Tutt. So, yeah. What's next, Pickle? Um, kind of a twofer here. Mm-hmm. What databases do you use for stats and records such as Honeygrove shutouts? Um, and then when was the last time a team didn't allow a point in the regular season? I've got my sources for the, we got the Dave Campbell's Texas football archives that we dive into, um, mm-hmm. as far as, um, as far as that's concerned, as far as, um, the last time a team didn't allow a point in the regular season, boy, I do not, I would need to look that up. I don't know. Um, Let's see if I can find it real quick. I don't think I can find it real quick. That is a it's a fascinating qu- question because the, you're right. Honeygrove, no points, no punts. Uh, they have not they have not allowed a, a, a point yet in the season. Uh, I do. I will tell you, and I I, I don't mind telling you guys this that uh, our friend uh, Jerry Forrest, our partner Jerry Forrest, we rely on his database at PicksKinPrep.com a ton. Mm-hmm. He's got a ton of, uh, of of points or a ton of stuff out there. So make sure you go check out PicksKinPrep.com uh, if you want to just dive into data and subscribe to his website. By the way, absolutely. Um, so for for Honey, uh, for Honeygrove, they're going to take on Quinlan Bowles this week. They're at Quinlan Bowles. They should win that game. Every question, every the questions are going to be more about like do they do they punt or do they do they score give a give mm-hmm. a point. Um, next week, they're they take on Cooper, and it gets it gets real in a hurry. It gets real real in a hurry. It'll be that'll be the best team they've played by a factor of three. 
Yeah. Um, that's the best team they've played. And so we'll find out next week about them. Are they just like a fun team that got a favorable schedule mm-hmm. and like ran up like an interesting record? Or are they for real, for real? Because it's probably going to be a matchup. Who's Cooper? They've already beat Wolf City, so it should be. Yep. Yeah, they're going to. They're all. They're open this week, which bad. I think mean, that's bad news for Honey Grove. Yep. They here nor there, but um, they're they're open this week, so they're going to come in. It's going to be a matchup of unbeaten's between six and zero Honey Grove and. Um, oh no! Actually, Cooper's got a loss. Cooper's got that loss earlier this year to non-district loss to Hooks. That's right. Um, so yeah. We'll find out a lot more about Honey Grove next week. There's not a ton to take from it this week. What's next, Pickle? Um, the answer to this question now is probably no for both of us, but go back in your way back machine when you first started. Um, are there any coaches that absolutely scare you to interview? And mm. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. felt, like, scared, but there's definitely been some, like, times of, all right, I got to be, like, Johnny on the spot with this coach because they're very precise. Like, that's what I always felt like. Gary Joseph. First time I interviewed Gary Joseph, I was terrified. Yeah. He's, you know, he's and he's an, to be very clear, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. And that's and we and we now have a, a nice relationship. Your room but for like, error is like, but he's he negative. He is a he is he's about his business. Mm-hmm. He's about his business. Um, when boy. Terry Gamble was at Allen, that was another one yeah. that you had to be my. It was my favorite thing because he would cues. he would go directly to the locker room, and there was one time I looked at my cameraman uh, Marcus, and I was like, "All right, you get on one side of him, I'll get on the other, and we are going to stop him and be like, Coach, I got to get an interview." And he you're doing, after that you're doing point, like the, like the police chase thing, where yeah, you're in front of him, yeah, <laughs> literally, we stopped, and I was like, "Coach, we got to grab you for an interview," and he he stopped and he smiled, and then after that the next interview he came to me and brought his players so it was one of those things that some of them you just have to show them like hey i'm not gonna waste your time i'm here i'm ready to go and i think you you bring up a really interesting point which is if you only deal with coaches on game day Mm -hmm. your relationship with them is not going to be good yep because coaches on game day um can be grouchy Mm -hmm. Right? Rightfully so. Right. The, 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 this is their business. Or this focus. Is, this is know? their job. And and so if you're dealing with them throughout the course of the day, the, like, but, but you know, I know when you are doing your stuff for Bally, I know we like to do it here at Dave Campbell's, of like just checking in and talking with coaches and oh, just yeah. getting on the phone and chatting with them. That was the thing. Like the 99.9% key... of them are great guys. Oh, and yeah. just like, yeah. Just, the key, and... and I'll just give you the keys to the factory here, if you will, but the keys to the success is – Call them during the week. Mm-hmm. Have a good conversation with them. Don't waste too much of their time. Nope. Just be punctual and do that. When you get to the stadium, go up, shake their hand, introduce yourself so they remember what you look like. What you're wearing. And what yeah. you're wearing. Mm-hmm. And so that way when they see you and tell them, hey, if you're leading at halftime, I'm going to interview you. Or if you win after the game, I'm going to interview you. And guess what? They see you standing there. They pop right in and then they go. And it's like a very smooth process. But so many people just don't reach out and then they try to chase down the coach after their seventh interview. They don't want to talk. Now anymore. the college side's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um the college side is interesting. Interviewing Gary Patterson was always a challenge. Yeah. It was always a challenge. He was very particular. But that's why you do the exact same process with the SID. Mm-hmm. You check in with the SID throughout the week. Because he's the gatekeeper. You check in with that because yeah. the SID brings them to you. It's just like at state championships. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to have the right person to bring the people to you. I think I've told this story before, but we've all slept. Um, this was back 
what year was this? This is knowable. It was when Yoakum made it to the state championship game. This was in 2016. They lost to Mineola. And it was a bit of a surprising run for, for Yoakum. There were two real surprises at the state championship games, kind of in, both in 3A with Yoakum and, um, and bowling, both big surprises. But Yoakum was there, and I believe... No, I don't know when I ran into Coach Bo Robinson, mm-hmm. Yoakum, uh, but it was right before the game, and I talked. Uh, I, I don't think I'd ever talked with him at that point. So, like, red flag number one. I don't think I'd ever talked. Maybe I'd talk with him once, but, mm-hmm. like, I hadn't really talked with him. This is 2016. And I went up to him. I was wearing my suit from ballet and stuff like that. I went up, and he was getting ready to go out on the field with his players. And I went up, and I shook his hand. I said, hey, Coach, you know. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell, sex. well, congratulations on being here. He's like, hey, thanks, thanks. And I'm like, you know, i got to be honest. Like, I really didn't think you guys were going to be here. And he looked me dead in the eyes. He goes, guys, it doesn't really matter what you think. And I was like, correct. <laughs> correct. Now, me and Bo, to, to be clear, like, I want to say I saw him at, like, coaching school the next year, and we laughed about it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, like, we have a very good relationship. But I remember that moment. I was like, oh, you're not a fan. Uh, another one and to be clear there are definitely coaches out there who do not like me yes like that's that's not I'm not saying I have a 100% approval rating right but like that was one where it was like oh you don't like me I need to walk away he's also like a former I want to say he's a former NFL player Mm -hmm. he's a big dude Uh, and I'm like oh the the funniest ones for me were the ones that off the camera they're super goofy and they're funny and stuff and they'll they'll joke around with you and then they when they get on camera, they get super serious with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Matt Meekins down at Spring Westfield yeah. was always that for me. Of I knew for a fact that he liked me. We would talk. We would have a good time. And the moment we got on camera, he acted like he wanted nothing to do with me. And then he would walk away and he'd be like, I got you again, pickle. <laughs> so those are always fun. Uh, that is, uh, yeah. So I, now I will say on the college side, the other thing, I was very intimidated to talk with Jimbo Fisher mm-hmm. when we did the 2018 cover shoot. Um, but he is a very, I will say this, and and certainly he is a product of how things are going on the field. And like, he, this was at the very beginning of his tenure at A&M because mm-hmm. we put him on the cover right after he got hired. Um, but in that conversation, he's very affable. I understand, like he is, he is, I know there are people who aren't big fans of Jimbo Fisher. I will say this. He's a charming fella. Mm-hmm. In person, when you talk with him, he's a charming fella. I can see He how, gets Gary Joseph vibes. I can see why people like him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can see why people like him. And Gary Joseph, I'll just crack the code for anybody on Gary Joseph. Mm-hmm. I'll just, he'll just, he'll just give out interview tips for all the coaches. For Gary Joseph, like I was like, you, you go and you, you're viewing him as like football coach. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. football coach. The best thing to do is just view them as like person. And so like, I remember like I was sitting down interviewing him at coaching school. And my first question was about his grandkids. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he and it was just like, up about it was just his like, granddaughters. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk to you about my granddaughters. Yep. Stuff like that. So anyway, that's, that's more than I you want to know. I got lucky that they were running around during my oh, interview yeah. one time after they beat Buta Johnson probably Buta Hayes Buta Hayes 70 to whatever so Hayes. he was already in a good mood mm-hmm. um, but the granddaughter's running around I was like hey girls and he was like these are my friends yeah yeah <laughs> we can talk about them like the 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 fact we were in 32 belly like we can talk about that yeah. if you want but like more importantly <laughs> let's talk about this look how cute these kids are all right you got one more I do if you were given a hundred thousand dollars with a caveat that you had to spend it in seven days what would you buy Ooh. a house 
what I would not a hundred thousand dollar house, like, but I, I would put it yeah, towards like, the spend. It means don't like it's no like I have to trade it for goods and services. Yeah, I guess right? let's keep it from out of being like how like oh putting it towards a house. Like let's take out the logical side of what you could see. Because what I would do is I would take the hundred thousand dollars and I would like. I'd do something super boring with it and like invest it. Yeah. Or like I'd go and I'd put it like in my kids', kids college funds. Yeah, exactly. Just like they'd be sad. Yeah, I, w- I would take it and I would put it directly into my savings account. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's spending. That's spending I don't it. have it with me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because what I do, or, I, or I'd go th- like put it up toward my mortgage. Yes. You know what I mean? Just like be done, like not be done, but yeah. you know, make a nice chunk out chunk of it. Chunk out of it, yeah. If I had to spend it though... um. I would want to. I would want to go on a like one of the things I'd want to do. This is the Brewster's Millions situation. Are you familiar with the the film Brewster's Millions? Mm-mm. Um, Brewster's Millions is a, a a film starring Richard Pryor from the eighties. There's old people in the comments who are like, "Yes, I love Brewster's Millions." <laughs> uh, in which I want. I haven't seen it in a minute, but I want to say he's a baseball player. Um, he's given a million dollars. But he has to spend it in 30 days. And this is in the 80s. So like oh, a million yeah. dollars is like way too much money. He has to spend it. And he and then at the end, he cannot have anything to his name or something like that. But he can't give it away. Like it's something – there's some sort of weird like thing with that. But the, 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 it's the it's the, the the gist of – or it's like the this is the thrust of Brewster's Millions, which is a really good film that I need to go revisit now. Richard Pryor is really funny. I want to say um, Willy Wonka is in it too. Oh. All right. That might be true. Anyway, where's that John Candy? Man, we're Brewster's millions. Just off the charts. What Give me would a you spend your hundred thousand dollars on? Brewster's millions, nineteen eighty-five. John Candy. It wasn't. Um, mm. It wasn't the guy. But uh, yeah, Rick Moranis is in it too. Okay. One of the things I would do, I think this is the easy play. The easy play is like you go on a super kick-ass vacation. Yeah. For for like. Now, because here's the thing. Do I have to spend it? Like, could I book this for, like, three months in advance? Yeah. Like, could I just be like, we are going to Bali like now. for a month. <laughs> yeah. Right? And just, like, it's all going to be great, yeah. but it's going to be in April. Because, like, I can't go to Bali for a month right now. Yeah. Like, that would be bad for my long-term career. <laughs> um, but that's what I would do is I would probably book just, like, a super ritzy vacation. Um yeah, that's not a bad one. If I had to spend it on something that, like, do I absolutely need it? No. But would it be cool to have, like... Hang glider. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, like oh, a boat. Man. I think it would be cool to spend God, it you on, are like... boat person. Yeah, but that's kind of one of those things. Like, if I'm not talking about doing, like, doing an investment property or investing the money or whatever, and even, like, a car, like, mm-hmm. okay, I... I would rather have a boat that I could keep for 15 years than a car that I would keep for Mm, at max like 10 or 12, you know? Monty Brewster is a minor league baseball player. Um, And long story short, he is, um, he's going to, he's going to get left a $300 million fortune, but he can either get a million dollars right now or he can inherit the entire state by spending $30 million in 30 days. Um. Yeah, and all that fun stuff, and so yeah, but he may not own any assets that are aren't already his at the end of thirty days. So there you go. So he has to do it without acquiring things. Which again, just go on thirty kick-ass vacations. Yeah, like million-dollar vacations. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. 
Yeah. Anyway, it's a Brewster's Millions situation. Go watch Brewster's Millions starring <laughs> Richard Pryor and uh, and it basically uh, John got Candy. the full synopsis of this. Go. It's, a good, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Anyway, uh, that it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, reminder: Texas football tonight. Tonight, 7.30 p.m. Uh, on uh, YouTube and on TexasLive.com for whip around coverage, including, like, Winsboro-Pottsboro, y- y'all got? Like, y'all got some haters. Winsboro-Pottsboro, Hitchcock-Columbus. Like, the biggest games in the state. Yeah, literally. Like, not, not over-exaggerating here. The biggest games in the state. Yeah. Make sure you're watching it on YouTube or on TexasLive.com for free. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, that's going to do for us, but one last thing to do, Pickle, and that's to find out who is the Week 7 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Fans then decide the winner by voting on TexasFootball.com. Congratulations to this week's winner of the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com.